You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dorset Theatre Festival Stage Free Audio Plays presents Night Watch by Teresa Rebeck, directed by Moritz von Stupnagel. Sound design by Uptown Works, starring Krista Rodriguez and Norbert Leo Butts. Murderers are just your average people. I know that sounds like kind of a crazy thing to say, because people are all, they watch television, and everyone is like, it's terrible, this guy kills his girlfriend, or oh, how terrible, someone walked into a grade school and shot a bunch of kids. But I'm like, look, okay, we are all like spying on each other online, and that makes it look less real, because it's online. But this shit is obviously just going on everywhere. Lydia Goodson is a senior in high school in Racine, Wisconsin. She tweets regularly, upwards of 20 times a day if you're counting. And she contributes a 10-minute segment each week to her school's weekly podcast, Podmania. She's also halfway through her first novel at the 600-page mark. She's got a lot to say. So you're a philosopher. This is hardly philosophical. It's just stuff I think. Murderers are your average people. That's not philosophical. That's a statement of fact. A lot of people think that these days. It's pretty dark. Well, the world is dark. Have you checked the news lately? You know, I'm actually here on a story about the lives of teenage girls in the Midwest. Really? Yeah, and people told me to talk to you because you had a lot to say. Who told you that? (laughs) Everybody. Podcasts, tweeting, this novel. It it sounds like you write a lot. Well, somebody's got to keep a record. If the world ends? You think the world is going to end? Well, it's not going so well, is it? I mean, we're lucky to still be in school so that we can learn a few things before everything just evaporates. But I'm not sanguine. I'm really not. Can we go back to what you said about murderers? What about it? You think they're everywhere. You don't? I don't, actually. That's a very innocent position. Why do you say that? Because what is the truth? If no one can agree on it, then we're seriously on a not-so-philosophical ledge here. And none of that ultimately is going to matter because the planet has its own set of facts. And it's not fake news to... Like an iceberg. It's just the temperature, you know? So your position is? My position is we've pretty much killed the planet. It's time to, like, kill ourselves. You could argue that by ignoring climate change, we are in fact doing that already. (laughs) Kill our own brains is what I mean. This actually does sound more like philosophy than a description of reality. You're, like, messing with me. This isn't philosophy. That's hilarious. Like last week? Let me tell you, last week... I saw this guy chasing his girlfriend down the street. He's totally naked, and he's got this huge gun. Like, I don't know the exact letters or numbers, but you know one of those whole giant AX somethings? AR-15? Like, see? You know stuff like that. How do you know that? I'm just guessing. You're guessing with knowledge because you see this stuff all the time. All the time. On TV. On Twitter. So you saw a guy in the street? What street? North Street, over where it intersects with Maine. And he... He's totally naked. He's got this gun. She's screaming. You saw this? Last week. Like, ten days ago. Yeah. I already told everybody this. Not like everybody, but, you know, a lot of people. Were there other witnesses? Do you think I'm making it up? Why would I make that up? Well, you just said that people do that. Fake news. I'm not talking about me. I don't make things up. It's too much work. 
So let's go back to this thing that you saw. The naked man chasing a woman with an AR-15. Wait a minute. Do you not believe me? I'm just asking questions. You don't believe me. I'm a reporter. I ask questions. You could be fake news. Public radio is not fake news. I guess I'll have to take your word on that. I guess you will. Did, did he shoot her? Yeah, he shot her. She was running and screaming, and he was behind her, and he shot her. You could see the bullets hit her, but she kept going. What did you do? I called the cops. I mean, like, totally, what else would you... I called the cops while it was happening. They never showed up. But, like, I did my civic duty. I called 911 and said, Hey, there's this guy running down the street attempting violence on some girl. His girlfriend. Okay, that I'm not 100% sure, but he was naked and she was like, she didn't have a lot of clothes on either, so I made some assumptions. But like, the cops never came. And I don't know what happened. But I saw it. It was a true crime. If a true crime falls in the woods and no one sees it, did it happen? You got me. There. That's philosophical for you. True crime is a national fetish. It's a staple of our television viewing and our book reading. For those of us who still read books, there's a whole section of the bookstore, if you still have a bookstore in your town, that's dedicated to true crime. But what do you do with a murder that only one person saw? This is Martina Diaz for Public Radio. She totally saw it. She told all of us she saw it. Lydia's friends Jesse McAuliffe, Alice Markham, and Nancy Overberg also heard Lydia's claims that she witnessed a murder in real time. They believe her. She did the right thing. She saw what she saw, and she called 911. But then the police... Yes, there was some problem with the police. <laughs> yeah, they never come. They never came. They came like six hours It later. wasn't six hours, but it was a long time. It was like four hours. It was six hours. It was, in fact, four hours and 37 minutes. Mm, is that what they told you? Well, I haven't actually talked to the responding officers yet, but the public record. <laughs> like, I don't care what they told you. <laughs> They're lying. They just, like, never showed up. By the time they showed up, of course there was nothing there. It could have been seven or eight or ten hours. What does it matter? Once you wait that long, you may as well not come. Right. Yep. All right, so, so, yeah, let's back up. Lydia says she called 911 at 3.30, around 3.30. Yeah, yeah, she called them and she told them she saw this guy shooting his girlfriend. He was naked. They both were naked and he was shooting her. With one of those long guns. Lydia told you about this when? Right when it happened. She called us. She called you. She called me. She called Alice, but we were with her. We were over at her house. We were all with Alice. It was like an hour later. She called us. She was waiting there like a whole hour, and they told her, you gotta stay away from those people. You gotta hide. They didn't say hide, but they just said, don't do anything. No, they told her to hide. Anyway, she did what they said, and then like an hour later, the cops still never come. So she called them back. Uh, she... She called two times, and then they were like, just stay there. But it was already... Like, uh, how long? How, how long is she supposed <laughs> yes. to just stand here? And then she called Alice. Yeah, she called me and said, you know, what should I do? She... She left us a message. I didn't pick mm -hmm. up because I didn't know that she just saw someone get shot, so I let it go to voicemail. <laughs> so we didn't get the message until, like... It was maybe half an hour? Yeah, like half an hour later, and she didn't know we were coming. Because then we listened to the message, and we were like, cut, cut it, it out. Yeah, we just came right over and she was like hiding in the bushes. She That's what 911 told her to do. And still no cops. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Here here's the me here's the message. Guys, can you call me? I just saw something so freaky. I think I saw a murder. I called 911 and the cops never came and now I don't know what to do. I mean, I've just been waiting here for I don't even know, maybe an hour or something. Can you come get me? I'm at Maine and North and I'm freaking out. Call me. Fuck. I wish you were there. Call me. Fuck. So when you found her... We waited a little while more, but she was scared. <sighs> she was freaked out. She thought the guy might come back and kill her. Which was a little weird. Not at the time. I mean, she saw this guy shooting with, like, what are those military rifles that shoot pow, 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 pow? It was pow, like pow, a pow. big gun. Really big. But you didn't see this yourselves. No! How many times do we have to tell you? We weren't there. God, Ugh. we weren't there. But that is what she saw. God, I'm not going to talk to you. You're useless. 
The cops were totally useless. We called them too, like a hundred times. So they times. didn't care. Yep. We tried to call the television stations. They were useless too. Mm-hmm. It was like no one even heard of this thing. And I was like, it doesn't matter if you've never heard of it. You never heard of missing persons? The whole point is that they're, they're missing. missing. Exactly. All these women go missing and you can't be bothered. You think we haven't noticed that? Guess what? We noticed. <laughs> and if we have to go out there and find them ourselves, you are going to look pretty damn stupid. Yeah, that's right. That is right. We know the world's a mess. What, you think that because we're just in high school, we don't know that? We're the ones you're leaving this mess to. Yeah. You, 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 you act like Lydia didn't see what she saw? What, she's not even supposed to believe her own eyes just because you didn't see it? People don't see what's happening around them. They just keep saying it's fake news, but it's not fake. This isn't fake. She saw it. So yeah, we called the cops. We called them a bunch, and they didn't care, and now you don't care. And you're supposed to care. You come out here and you want to know about the lives of teenage girls in the Midwest, we're telling you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you don't want to know it because we're just a bunch of teenage girls, right? But you are supposed to be on our side. This happened to one of us. We were out there trying to get people to find this girl who got shot. Our friend saw this girl get shot and then she disappeared. And you're a reporter. It's your job. It's your literal job. Yeah, report for us. Oh, women, we don't do a damn thing for each other. Well, that's a little cynical. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, you don't want us to be cynical? Then help us. Yeah, help us. God, help us. Claire, go ahead and stop. Put me right to back, Henry, 44. We got no body. We got no crime. We got no evidence. We don't even have a missing person. That leaves us with nothing to investigate. This witness, Lydia Goodson, reports. I don't know this person. Well, she made a phone call to 911 on November 12th. Yeah, a lot of people make phone calls to 911. Yeah, but in this particular 911 call, the caller reported a murder in process. I don't know anything about that. You didn't know about the 911 call, but you were the investigating officer. When we went out there, there was nothing there. That's what I know. The public records office indicates that you responded to the call. I didn't respond to any call. I didn't know about a call. Well, uh... My superior officer, Lieutenant Brandon Mulvaney, radioed me in my vehicle and said there was a domestic violence situation that had been reported in the vicinity of North and Maine. He didn't give you a specific address? I'm not allowed to give that information out. When you went to this address, what did you find? I can't give that information out either. You can't? No charges were made. So this investigation that you pursued... Ah, it wasn't an investigation. It was just responding to a call. Okay, sure. But this call was not related to the 911 call that was made six hours earlier. I'm not aware when the call was made. So it could have been made six hours previously. Like I said. I just got sent to an address to see what might be happening out there in response to a potential domestic violence situation. Right. Right. My point being that since you don't seem to even know what time the call came in... I didn't say that. You do know when the 911 call came in. When did it come in? I'd have to check my notes. Okay. You do realize that you sound like... This is a bit obstructionist, to say the least. I'm going to have to ask you to excuse me. Have you tried to talk to the eyewitness who made the original 911 call? Thank you. Okay. So it's clear that it is not in the interest of the local police department to share any information about a crime that may not have even happened. What have we been saying? The girls and I have gone to the scene of the crime. If there was a crime. I don't know, you guys. Probably. I just want to say it's possible that I didn't see it. Lydia! What? Oh my god, you cannot say that! I just mean like, you know when you see something in the sky and you think, what the hell is that? Is that a UFO? And then you're like, no, it's just a dot or something acting all weird. Okay. Yeah, that happened to me once. Are you saying that you made this up? No, I saw it! I'm just saying there is that thing that happens. If nobody believes you saw what you saw, then what did you see? What did you think you saw? I saw a naked guy running down the street with a big gun, and he was shooting a naked woman. So you were standing... I was here, checking my Twitter feed. So you had your cell phone out? Yeah, I was just reading my tweets, and then I heard this screaming. Loud screaming? Not at first. It was far away. But when someone screams, you're like, what is that? 
At first you think it's nothing, but then I looked up and they were right on top of me, like running right by me. But you didn't think to just hold your camera up and take a video. (laughs) That's what the cops said. It is something that people do now. I was in shock. So no, I didn't think of doing that. Oh, so what? Even if you have the movie now, nobody believes you. Like people see all these people crawling all over the Capitol building and hitting cops with flagpoles and they're like, oh yeah, that's just a nice day. You know, not everyone actually believes that. Will you be surprised? You know what? You know what? I know I saw a murder. I know it. Wait, you're sure the woman is dead? Yes. Her mother told me she's dead. Whoa, okay. Her mother? Hang on. You know these people? Not personally. But you spoke to the woman's mother? Whoa, you didn't tell us that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yes. She came by the high school a couple days after it happened and found me in the library. You didn't tell us that. She found you? Like, she just found you? I was supposed to be at gym that day, but they gave me a pass because I was on my period. I wasn't actually on my period. I just didn't want to go to gym. So this woman... Vicky. Her name is Vicky Denvers. You know her name? Well, sure. She told it to me. You found her mother? She found me, actually. You didn't mention that before. Well, don't get mad. I'm not mad. You, you just didn't even tell us that part. Okay, does it matter? All right, so Mrs. Denvers, the mother of the victim of this shooting, came to see you? She said the police told her that there was some kid at the high school who might know something. Which I was surprised by, because they never showed up and basically made it clear that I didn't see anything. But then they told her I did. She was, like, trying to get in touch with her daughter, and she couldn't find her, and it was making her nervous. And she said her daughter was missing, and they live right out by this corner. And she went over to see her and this guy. What guy? The husband. The guy with the gun. That was her husband? I never actually talked to him. They told me to stay out of it, so I did. But you witnessed... Well, nobody knows what I witnessed. That's their position, anyway. I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. Well, you said that you saw a man, a naked man... With a long gun, yes, shooting this woman in the back. I did see that. And it turns out that that's her daughter. She showed me a picture. She had a picture of the guy doing the shooting, too. I mean, he wasn't shooting in the picture. They were, like, at a barbecue or something outside, like, in a park. So so you know who these people are? Yeah. Their names are, like, Gloria and Richard Shaker. That's what she said. They live just, like, two blocks from here. She was pretty devastated when I told her what I saw. I thought for sure the cops would finally call me for a statement, but they didn't do that. So the missing woman now has a name. Gloria. Her mother has a name as well. Vicky. Hello? Hi, I'm looking for Vicky Denvers. That's me? Hi, Vicky. I'm Martina Diaz. I work for Public Radio. You asking me? No, I'm sorry. I was supposed to be here in Racine talking to teenage girls about what their lives are like. Yeah? And one of them told me that she saw your daughter running from a man who was shooting at her. And that you filed a missing persons report with the police. Oh, who is it? Who's in the door? It's just a person. She, she's here from, uh, from, from the radio. She... She has some questions about Gloria. No comment. I have nothing to say. You got no time. Just I have. Just I have. Are you recording this? If that's all right. Oh, I. Just just a minute. Oh, sure. Is this not a good time? It's fine. Sorry. My, my husband is in a wheelchair. He just, he sometimes needs me to help him with some things. Can I come in? No, that's... I can't, I can't talk to you. I said... I don't want... Sorry. Uh, 
AK can get himself worked up, you know? Uh, I mean, I just, I, I don't have a lot to say. And your daughter is missing. Well, she, she might be. The, the police say that, that there's no way to know. How long has she been missing? Uh, well, not very long. They say it's not long enough. She does this sometimes. She goes away for a while, so they, they say I gotta wait longer. It's possible that she, she... She's on vacation with a couple of her girlfriends. I know you went to the police because you were very worried about her. Well, I just, I didn't know where she was. And you also went to the high school to speak with Lydia Goodson. Well, because they said this girl had reported some mayhem on the street, and it was nearby where Gloria and Richard have their apartment. And I... I, I didn't know what had happened. That I was mistaken. Gloria's... She's with her friends. Lydia said that she saw a man shoot Gloria in the back. I know she said that. I mean, something like that probably happened. Gloria and Richard were probably having some kind of fight. They, they have had their share. So I think it just got a little out of hand. That girl, that, that high school girl, didn't see what she thought she saw. Are you afraid of something? I'm just worried. My husband's in a wheelchair. I, I, I need to go check Are on him. Are you worried about your daughter? No. No, not really. Have you heard from her since she called? I'm sorry. Nothing happened. They just had a... She never should have married him. There was a mistake. Why was it a mistake? I gotta go. Repeated phone calls to Mrs. Denver's went unanswered. Repeated phone calls to Officer Bean at the police precinct also went unanswered. Although a handy app on my cell phone informed me that Richard Shaker had been arrested three times for domestic abuse in the past year and a half. All charges were dropped in each of those arrests. Was there a crime here? Many people would and did tell me no. The lives of teenage girls, that was my assignment. I had no business sticking my nose into a situation that looked like a murder but evaporated into fog anytime you touched it. How do you investigate fog? How do you tell a story about fog? When fog shows up in a horror film, you know in your bones that there's something out there. A monster from the deep with an enormous mouth full of vicious teeth or crawling tentacles that will reach out and snatch you, crush the life out of you. When the fog appears, you know that something bad is coming. The fog itself both signals the approach of the thing you dread and makes it impossible for you to see it. Hello, um, I'm looking for Gloria Shaker. Uh, what for? Does she live here? Yeah, usually, but she's not here right now. Can, can you tell me how I might get in touch with her? Can you tell me why you want to get in touch with her? Can you get a message to her? <laughs> well, one of us is going to have to actually say something. <sighs> Instead of just asking questions all day. I, I, I can't get a message to her because I, I, I don't know where she is. I haven't heard from her in, geez, more than a week now. I'm Richard Shaker. I'm, I'm her husband. I'm Martina Diaz. Hmm. Well, I've never seen you before, Martina. And I assure you, I never forget a pretty face. Male or female. <laughs> you know, you have to add that now or you're some kind of criminal. You're not even allowed to compliment a woman anymore. I'm, 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 I'm
I don't take it back. How do you know my wife? I'm a reporter for public radio. Oh, yeah? Can I see a card? Of course. This is cool! Ah. So what do you need to talk to her about? Well, uh... There have been some reports that she was seen running through the neighborhood naked. And a man with a long gun was running after her. Shooting her. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about this. What did you hear? Well, just what you said. You want to come inside? I, I mean, I, I presume you have some questions for me, too. A man with a long gun? I got a long gun. Could be me. <laughs> oh, come on in. I don't bite. And if I did, this would be the interview of a lifetime, yeah? <sighs> Unless you don't want to be alone in the house with me, which I can see why maybe you wouldn't, you know, if I shoot my wife. <laughs> Who nobody can find! <laughs> which maybe means I buried her, too. It's up to you. You want a cup of coffee? Promise not to poison it. I'm fine. <laughs> good call. Why would you trust me? Yeah, even when I promise to be good. And all I mean by that is you don't know me. Which, which is why I, I want to talk to you. I mean, and I'm not doing anything more than minding my own business. And then all of a sudden, everyone is looking at you funny in a grocery store or uh, at the gas station. I'm like, what? I smell bad or something? They won't serve me down at the diner all of a sudden. And, and I finally said to the girl behind the counter, I said, what's going on here? People are acting all twitchy around me. She says, there's some kid out there spreading rumors. Says she saw you shoot Gloria in the back. It's just ice water, in case you get thirsty. Thank you. So I'm glad. I'm glad to have this chance to clear things up. Pretty spooky. When everyone suddenly won't speak to you, as you can imagine. So go ahead, ask away. I'll tell you whatever you want. Do you mind if I record this? Not at all. Do you mind if I record it? Oh. On my phone. Just like in case you quote me wrong. Or, or do something to the tape and make it sound like I said something I didn't. That does happen. You see it on Facebook all the time. Things that just don't look right or sound right. And, and then you look into it a little and sure enough, someone's doctored the video or whatnot. Now, I, I don't want to sound paranoid, but when you've been through what I'm going through right now... You understand that you just can't take chances. You've got to cover your bases. I'm, I'm fine with you recording our conversation. Good. Good. Did you just take my picture? Oh, is that not okay? It, it's just not what you said you were going to do. Well, I'm making my own record of the conversation. That's what I said. When was the last time you saw your wife, Mr. Shaker? Come on. Call me Richard. When was the last time you saw your wife, Richard? Ooh, let's see. Um, she was going to spend the weekend with one of her girlfriends. That was at least two weeks ago. This is her friend Susan. Ugh, She lives somewhere down around the border of Illinois. You don't know the name of the town? She just moved recently. That's what I was told. Anyway, she had a new house or apartment or something, and, and Gloria was going to go down and see the new digs. Mm. What is Susan's last name? You know, that's the kind of thing you expect a husband to know, isn't it? <laughs> but sadly, I don't. Okay, so your wife went to visit a friend named Susan in mm -hmm. a place where you don't know where. No, I don't. And I'm not happy about being left in the dark like this. Frankly, frankly, Gloria could be pretty elusive around details for a lot of things. This isn't the first time she disappeared on me. It's not. No, ma'am. She'd say, I'm going here or there, just for an hour or so, and then she'd be gone all night. And if I called her, she either wouldn't answer, or she'd be all, uh, I'm on my way home, honey, and then that would turn out not to be true. This happened I don't know how many times. Or, or, or she'd say, come meet me, I'm downtown at this bar, or, or this other place, playing pool. And then I'd go down, she wouldn't be there. And you know, yes, a bartender, you seen Gloria and he'd be like, she was here a couple hours ago, but she's long gone. So you get used to it after a while. You get used to your wife disappearing. Well, you don't get used to it so much as you just don't take as much note after a while. 
I mean, I, I'm not going to say we didn't have words about it because we, we, we surely did many times. Gloria and I mixed it up over a lot of things, which I'm sure people have told you. Yeah, I haven't actually talked to that many people. Well, you talked to somebody or you wouldn't be here. Who'd you talk to? There's, there's just, as, as you noted, there's some concern about where Gloria might be in the light of this story that is circulating that you were seen running after her with a long gun. So where'd you hear that story anyway? Because I know the cops aren't spreading it. How do you know that? Because I asked them where they thought she might be. I called them up. I said, my wife is missing. Are y'all doing anything about it? And they said, there's no evidence of that. Did they tell you about the 911 call reporting the eyewitness who claims she saw you assaulting her? What are you? Columbo! <laughs> I thought you were a nice little public radio chicklet, but now you have all these ideas and questions. So, is that your purpose? You gonna solve this crime? Even if there isn't a crime? You invited me in to talk about where your wife might be. <sighs> I did. I did because I thought you might know something. All you know is like, what, with this teenager, what's her name? Oh, I'm not going to give you her name. Oh, you think I'm going to go after her? <laughs> I, I don't know you, so I don't know what you'll do. That's right, you don't. I could do anything. You want to see my long gun? Allow me to admit that in retrospect, I should have never agreed to enter this man's house. This was always an unsafe situation, and in my curiosity regarding the disappearance of Richard Shaker's wife, I put my sense of caution to one side. To tell you the truth, I didn't want to write a puff piece about the lives of teenage girls who presumably shop a lot, do their nails twice a week, and change their hair color when their boyfriends break up with them. When they assigned that job to me, they made it clear that people would want to hear that. That teenage girls are charming and fun, and people need that right now. I hate it that my editor told me that. I wanted an opportunity to switch out of soft news. I wanted to write for Nightwatch, the cool, true crime podcast that my station produces. And I wanted to be able to tell Alice that there's a woman out there who will stand up for them. I'm still waiting. You want to see my gun? And I can't say that at this moment there was anything that Richard Shaker had done in truth that was physically threatening to me. The things he was saying carried with them an air of threat. But if I had called 911 or the local police precinct and described the conversation that we were having, which was in fact being taped by both of us, could I argue that I had been threatened? It was philosophical. It was lighthearted. It was threatening. But it wasn't illegal. I felt that I was in territory that was dangerous. But would anyone else listening to the tapes feel that? Do you want to show me your gun? <sighs> that sounds like a come on. Uh, what's your name again? Martina Diaz. You want to see my long gun, Martina? Is it here in the house? I got all sorts of things here in the house. Including a long gun. Well, that's what you're interested in, huh? Of course I'm interested in seeing the long gun. <laughs> I'm sure the police are as well. So you have a search warrant? Of course I don't. I'm not a police officer. I wasn't so sure because you act like a detective. We're all detectives now, I think. Hmm. Why do you think that? Because there's so much information out there. And so many questions. And so many guns. Whew, at this point, there's so many weapons out there. I'd say there are more guns than questions. I suppose that's possible. A lot of people have guns. Well, you're a detective. You should know that much at least. I am aware that there are a lot of guns out there. You want to know how many I have? If you want to tell me. Let's just stick to the one, the, the long gun. <laughs> That's the one you're interested in, isn't it? Say it again. Say it again. Go on. Go ahead. Tell me about your, um, your long gun, Richard. Go ahead. Richard, I would love to see your long gun. Oh, man, you know, it does. Everything just sounds extra sexy when you start talking about guns, doesn't it? Not to me. Well, I think there are a lot of ladies out there who think it's uh, kind of hot to talk to a 
Good-looking guy about his gun. But, you know, I understand someone who listens to public radio might not be of the same mind. Now, if I show this to you, you're not going to go all snowflake on me, right? I'm not sure what you mean. Come on, it's back here. You want to see it, don't you? It's in the closet. In the bedroom. Unless you don't want to see it anymore. You want to see it? I do. Come on, then. Richard's house is relatively small. The walls are painted a light blue in the hallway, and there are posters from what seem to be several different motorcycle rallies. Are you sending that out to people? I mean, I, I thought you were just recording it. Is there, is there somebody out there in a truck? Like, police spies listening in on this? Is that, is that what's going on here? Uh, no. Because I didn't agree to that. I agreed to talk to you, not to be spied on. This is an interview for a radio show, for public radio. So you could tell everybody you got to go into the house and hang out with a murderer for a little while? Is that that what you're going to tell your listeners? No. But that's why you came in here, huh? Isn't it? Uh, Right now, for my listeners, I, I need to report that Mr. Shaker has his long gun pointed right at my chest. And how close am I? It's a very, it's, you're, uh, it's, it, you're, you're very close. Maybe four feet. You know what this thing could do to a person being shot at close range like that? It just about cuts you in half. All I got to do is pull the trigger here because it's loaded. I mean, I'm not somebody who keeps unloaded weapons around the house. What use is that? You know, everybody who listens to public radio probably thinks that you should keep bullets out of them, keep the safety on, but when you're in danger, somebody comes into your house and tries to take something from you, or even just really just try to fuck up your life, you don't have time to unlock the safe, load the gun, take off the safety, and then shoot the motherfucker. Who has time for that? When you need to shoot someone, you just shoot them. Is that what happened to your wife? I never shot her. They got no evidence. They got no body. She's out there somewhere uh, getting trashed with their girlfriends from high school. One of them girls, uh, Tammy, her brother Lewis, really had it in for Gloria. I mean, they had it in for each other. Oh, that he was a mess when she came with me. And then well, when we got married, woo, he was not happy. They had a big fight just before the wedding. It was like, dude, just admit it. You lost, but he did not want to let go of her. You want to find Gloria? He's the one I'd go looking at. You think he may have hurt her? I don't know about may. I'm not making any accusations. All I'm saying is sometimes guys don't want to let a woman go. And then they are just totally determined not to ever let that happen. I mean, I didn't make that up. In Arab countries, they're fucking serious about this shit. If a woman tries to get a divorce, they cut off her hand or stone her. You don't just walk away from a man. That, that's all I'm saying. You never heard of this? Yes, I, I've heard of it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You ladies need to be aware. There are consequences to your actions. Could you put the gun down, please? You told me you wouldn't turn into a snowflake, Martina. I'm not comfortable conducting an interview with a gun pointed at my chest. If that makes me a snowflake, I am fine with that. (laughs) Okay, okay. Is that better? Yes, thank you. You said before that you had many guns. How many weapons do you own, Richard? Oh, you going to try to grab one up and get into a gunfight with me? Huh? I bet people would tune into public radio for that. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect they would. You know, um, a lot of people think that when someone accuses another person just out of the blue of something dishonorable, cheating or stealing or even just lying, say, it, it, it means that the person... The one making the accusations is really the person who did it. Did what? Whatever they're accusing the other person of doing. No. No, it's true. No. Yeah, some people feel that we, all of us, are just such narcissists. Narcissist! That's a $20 word. You think I'm too stupid to understand that word? No, my, my uh, point is, 
we all only see finally ourselves. So when we accuse someone else, what we're actually doing is confessing. Confessing to what? To whatever it is you accuse someone else of doing. <laughs> you want a drink, Martina? Like, I, I would say, a lady, like, you probably would go for a, a, a nice glass of white wine. But right now, I'm thinking we could both use us a couple shots of vodka just about now, huh? huh? I'm, I'm not interested in having a drink with you, Richard. Uh, 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 don't you need to be careful not to piss me off? It, it is obviously in my best interest to keep you on my side. But I am still not going to do shots of vodka with you. That doesn't sound like a definitive no. Is it a definitive no? <laughs> Come on, Martina. Give me something. I feel this connecting here. You keep acting like you're just always taking a step back when that's not really what you want to do. Let's get a little yes out of you. Take a step forward, lady. I'm here for you. I'm communicating here. I want to connect with you. I was under the impression that's what you wanted. Don't you want to connect with me, Martina? Isn't that why you're here? That is why I'm here. Then let's do some shots! I did not think that Richard meant me any harm. It was pretty clear, in fact, that he was having a good time with me, and that to him I was some strange sort of helpless animal, a fish or or even a frog that he could toy with while he decided what to do with me. He was clearly a dangerous man. I, I couldn't say for certain, and I still can't say for certain, but I certainly do suspect that he murdered his wife in cold blood, and that he disposed of her body so that no one would ever find it, or if they did find it, its destruction could never be traced back to him. Suspecting this, and knowing him as much as one could after a ten-minute interview, it's probable that I should have walked away from this situation. But if I didn't really think I was in danger, and I didn't, what would be the point of just walking away? We live in a time of terrible evil. I don't know anyone who would argue that. If someone who is evil, who wallows in it, exults in it, is having a good time just talking to you? Why would you walk away? The only reason I could think to walk away was cowardice. Others wouldn't name it that, but if I name it that myself, does anything else matter? Ah, woo <sighs> You know what they say about reporters? <laughs> they say a lot of things about reporters. They say you're a curious bunch. Hmm. Curious weird or curious we have a lot of questions? Uh, in your case, I'm thinking pretty much both, Martina. <laughs> you got a nice face. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to tell me I got a pretty mouth. Huh. You do have a pretty mouth. Especially when it's wrapping itself around a shot glass full of the tippy top with Stoli. <sighs> there you go. Down the hatch. Drink it fast. It's how the Russians do it. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> no, no, I can't. One is plenty. No, it's not. No, no, seriously, you, you have to give me a moment. A moment? <laughs> you need a moment? Yes. You don't seem like the kind of girl who takes her time with anything. I like that about you. Here comes number two. No, no, I know. I actually do not need a second shot yet. Thank you. Is vodka ever a question of need, Martina? Please tell me you didn't just say that. You drink a lot, Richard? You're going to make me drink alone? I just had a shot with you. That against the rules? You watch these reporters in the movies? Drinking is like a blood sport with them. I thought you were on board with the... Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. I offered you a drink. You didn't act like that was off the table. You leapt. Richard, can we talk about what happened that night? We can talk about anything you want as soon as you get on board with the party. Cheers. So Richard, can we talk about what happened that night? Oh, ho. 
No, you said. You said. <laughs> Richard. You said you wanted to party, and now you're all. No, I said I'm not ready for a second shot of vodka yet. You said you wanted to have a couple of shots. Now all of a sudden that's off the table. I thought you were here to have a good time. You know, you say one thing, that's not what you mean. It's not what you ever mean, any of you. You know I came here to talk about your wife. She's the only one you want to hear about? I'm not sure what that means. I think you do. Why don't you just tell me what you're trying to say now? Well, why don't you just tell me what you do if you found yourself alone in the house with a serial killer? That's a pretty good story. Would you try to, to talk to that guy? Have a few drinks with him? See how his brain ticks? Or would you just run out the door like a little girl? Are you suggesting that you've killed more than one person? I'm suggesting lots of women die all the time in this world. My wife Gloria, one of her girlfriends, disappeared a few years back. No one gave a shit. Woman down at the car dealership she works at, gone one day, no one knows where. Cops just decide she must have moved back to Mexico. They barely looked into it. God, it's bloody amazing. How many women just disappear? No one honestly gives a shit. You guys need a union. If I killed a man, they'd be all up in my grill. Somebody shoots a naked woman running down the street. You can't even get the cops to show up and ask a few questions. Are you trying to scare me? This is an interview, I thought. Actually, I thought it was a party, and I'm doing all the work here. And these women you allude Couple to. Couple of shots. That's what I said. I said, I said, you want to have a couple of shots a vodka. And you said... I said I wasn't ready, and I'm not ready. Oh, that's perfect. That's just... Huh. I'm offering you the story of a lifetime, and you won't even take a couple of shots of vodka with me? You won't even do that much. You just want more and more something for nothing. That's your problem. You all think that's... You're the same as all the rest of them, aren't you? The rest of who? You know who. You know who? You want to know why you get shot at? You want to know why you get hit? You have these rules. But the thing is, the thing is, no one agreed to those rules. You talk to each other. You talk to yourselves. It's all your rules. Only it's ridiculous, really. Just idiotic. Because we didn't agree to that. We didn't agree to any of it. Any of what? Any of what, Richard? Who is we, Richard? What are the rules we don't agree on? Why have you picked up your gun, Richard? Please don't point that at me, Richard. I'm sorry that you're upset. Oh, I bet you are. I am. I am very sorry. Please put the gun down. Now it's all please. When I asked you for a simple thing, let's do a second shot. I said please, you just said no. Please put the gun down. Please. He did put the gun down. I'm not sure why. Maybe he was tired of messing with me. Maybe he sensed that the cops were right down the street waiting for him to make a move. They weren't, but they might have been. I had taken the precaution of telling them where I was going, and I told my editor at my station, who later listened to the interview and told me that he did not at any moment think I was in danger, and he did not think that anything Richard Shaker alluded to would be considered any kind of confession. He thought Richard was just having a good time, and I was reprimanded for drinking on the job. Richard Shaker is the kind of guy who lives on the edge. He dates his wife's girlfriends. He takes no shit from his wife or her mother or any woman, really. He parties hard. His drink of choice is vodka shots. He owns a lot of guns, which isn't against the law. He lives in an anonymous house in an unremarkable neighborhood. There is no evidence at all that he is a murderer. And if I said there was, I could be brought up on charges. It is true that women he knows personally have disappeared, but this is a free country. They can go where they like. 
He had nothing to do with any of that. Calling himself a serial killer? That's a joke. He tells a lot of jokes. He talks a lot. He says a lot. But he has learned the trick of making all that talk sound like nothing. He said it, but he didn't mean it. It's part of our world now, that kind of talk. Our politicians do it all the time. Our newscasters, the people trying to sell us a car or a house, loan us money, install security systems in our homes. We're in danger. It's a joke. Is it a joke? What is it that we just heard? What is it we see? What is it? This is Nightwatch. I'm Martina Diaz. Thank you for listening to Dorset Theatre Festival's stage-free audio plays. This has been Nightwatch by Teresa Rebeck, directed by Moritz von Stupnagel, featuring Krista Rodriguez as Martina Diaz, Delilah Napier as Lydia Goodson, Talene Monahan as Alice Markham, Brittany Bradford as Jesse McCullough, Kuhu Verma as Nancy Overberg, David Mason as Bean, and Dave, Kathy McCafferty as Vicki Denvers, and Norbert Leo Butts as Richard Shaker. The stage manager was Rachel Gross. Recording and post-production for Nightwatch was provided by Uptown Works. Our lead recording engineer was Liam Bellman Sharp, and our recording engineers were Noel Nichols, Daniela Hart, Evan Burris, and J.J. Margolis. Nightwatch was edited by Bailey Trierweiler, with sound editing, mixing, and mastering by Noel Nichols, and sound design and music by Daniela Hart. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.